0: Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. So we're going to jump right in and this series has been talking about like carrying that fire. What a wonderful song, that fire of God within our bones, carrying that out to the world. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor and he has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and the blind will see and uh, that uh, excuse me and the possessed will be set free and the time of the lord's favor has come jesus at this point in his life had had the anointing of god on them he uh, the anointing of the spirit on him he knew the spirit of the lord was upon him and uh, the spirit was able to carry him out and do these works that he that he has done and that's what we're going to talk about we're going to continue to talk about how to carry that fire out in your life and as I said uh, two weeks ago or last week I lose track of when I say stuff Carol reminds me when I say something wrong so I guess I didn't say anything wrong because she didn't remind me when I said this anyways I'm joking Uh, that uh, that we, uh, Jesus, when he came, we can be the same as Christ. Christ gave us the example of how to live as a human being surrendered to God. And we can, if we do the same thing that he does, amen, we will see the same results. Can I get an amen on that? If we do the same things that Jesus did, uh, we will see the same results. So, for example, we talked about last week how he was baptized. And when he came up out of the water, he was baptized in the Spirit and the, and the, Lord, the heavens opened and the Lord said, uh, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the Spirit of God descended on him and rested on him like a dove, right? Right? So if we do the same thing that he does, then we will have the same results. So the first thing that we do is we should be baptized. If you have not been baptized, if you're listening, and you have not been baptized, if you have not publicly confessed that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that you will follow him, how do you expect to have the same results that Christ had? I mean, even John the Baptist stopped Jesus and said, I what am I doing? I shouldn't be baptizing you. I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus said, let's make sure that everything is followed. Let's, you know, fulfill all righteousness. So God is calling us to do these kind of things. Sometimes obedience seems uh, foolish. But in the end, you'll find that it's amazing. I don't know if you remember, the prophet was in his tent. And uh, the, the, the great soldier came up uh, with him, to him, and he had leprosy. I don't know if you know the story. And uh, so he wanted to get healed because he knew that that prophet could heal him. And the prophet comes out and he, he says to the man, he goes, go dip seven times in the, the river, the Nile River, and then goes back into his tent. So he says, What's, not, what, what, that's foolish stuff to do. Why do I, what, I don't want to go dip seven times in, in the river. I mean, once is enough, or you know, I don't know what he was thinking, but he was like, this is a foolish thing to do. And his servant, being somewhat wise, says, if he told you to go do something amazing, something if he told you to go conquer a city or go uh, uh, kill a, an army, you would have done that. So if you do that, why don't you just do the simple things that God has asked you to do? Because he who has been faithful in little things will be faithful in much. So let's be faithful in the little things. Even Jesus was faithful in the little things. Jesus, we see that Jesus, what he did was, you know, he got baptized and these kind of things happen. And it also we find out that Jesus went out into the wilderness by himself to be with God, to get close with God. As a matter of fact, when we were worshiping, I was getting this, uh, this thought, because I have to make a decision and I think, my wife already told me what the decision was and I knew that was the right decision but for me, I struggle with that and so I'm struggling with this decision but it's absolutely right. Here's Jesus in the, the garden. Here's Jesus in the garden and he, he's on his knees and he, he realizes what he's about to go through. He's about to die. He's supposed to get whipped, you know. He's like, how? I don't want to do that. That's what he's saying. He's saying, Lord, take this cup from me. He's like, I don't want to do that. And and we hear the statement, but not my will, but thy will be done. But God's will was this. It's, It's almost like this kind of thought. I don't want to do that, but I want to be with you. I don't want to die, but I want to be with you. I want to be with Don. Don't ask me why. So I don't want to do that but I want to be with you so I'll do that so I can be with you. I don't know about you but that blows my mind that God would be willing to do whatever it took to be with you and me. So we, do, we, we need to do the things, the little things. I think Carol already knows what I'm talking about. Um, we need to do some things that we don't even want to do but God's calling us to do it so that we can through the works that He does, so that we can be with the people that God has called us to minister to, and so on and so forth. So, we have this thing happening here. We see Jesus get baptized, and the heavens open, and and God declares that He's the Son of God, and uh, uh, the Son of uh, Son of God, and and that uh, the Spirit of God descends on Him. And then in Matthew chapter four, uh, the next part of this. Walk of Jesus, this story uh, continues. It says in Mark chapter 4, it says, And then Jesus was led by the Spirit. So now the Spirit is leading him into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry and the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand at the highest point of the temple if you are the son of God he said throw yourself down for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and he will lift you excuse me he will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone and Jesus answered it, it is also written do not put the Lord your God to the test and again the devil took him to the high mountain and showed him all the, uh, uh, the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor. And all of, uh, all of this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Get away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God only and serve him only. For the, and then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. Or, uh, yeah, attended to him. Uh, And then in in Luke chapter 4, so we see here that the Lord was led by the Spirit out into the desert to be tested. And then we see in Luke 4.14, it says Jesus returned from that event. He returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. So he starts out being touched by the Spirit, the Spirit of God coming upon him. And then after the testing... He comes back in the power of the Spirit, and that's what, that's what we, I've been talking about. We need the power of the Spirit, and that's when he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to, and has anointed me to do these things. See, we need the power of the Spirit in order to do the things that Jesus did, in order to do the things that God has called us to do here on earth. We need the power of the Spirit. Can I get an Amen. And so what we see here is we see uh, 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 an, uh, 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 an anointing of the Spirit or a, 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 a touch of the Spirit at His baptism, but then we see the power of the Spirit after the testing. Now, I, I, I want to walk through these things and, and show you something that, I don't know, maybe you've already seen it, but I just want to talk about it anyways because I like it, uh, this word is not uh, in some of the translations it says uh, the spirit of the Lord uh, sent him in the desert to be tempted it's actually tested the word is tested the, the word actually means uh, to make proof of or to, uh, to test or to uh, make trial of the, the purpose of it is to, is to ascertain sorry ba- uh, big word uh, is to, uh, to try to find out what was what this what what the person or what the stuff that you're testing is made of? So, for example, uh, gold, right? Someone could say, "I want you know you want to buy some gold, right?" What's the first thing you want to do when you want to buy gold? You want to test it. You want to see what the quality of that gold is. And when you test it, then depending on the quality depends on your investment in it. And in the same way, God wants to pour His power, this this powerful anointing upon uh, people, upon you, upon me. He wants to pour this powerful anointing on you, but before He, in a sense, invests this powerful anointing, He needs to make sure that the quality of your heart is ready to receive it. And this is why I think we have uh, sometimes smaller levels of uh, anointing. I know that's probably not the best way to theologically throw it out there, but you understand what I'm saying, that you don't invest in gold that's not good quality. For example, character, right? Okay, it's Valentine's Day, okay? It's Valentine's Day. Okay, so maybe, you, you, maybe you're still looking for a, 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 a man or a woman, you know, a relationship, right? Okay, so you meet a guy or a girl, you meet them, right? And what, what's, the, what, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to test the quality of their character. Hopefully, hopefully you just don't go by like what's, you know, what's in front so what you do is as you test the quality of that character, then you invest in it. Then you go deeper into that relationship because if the quality of the character is good, amen. That's why I tell singles, please, if, you're, if you really want to get married, you want to get into a relationship, trust me, all of the good-looking stuff ends up here later. You know? Uh, you know, like uh, you can trim and cut and you know, you can do all that, but trust me, there's hair that's gonna come out of your ear that you could never imagine. You know, no matter how much you work, no matter how hard you work, in the end, it all of this stuff gonna fade, but character doesn't that quality is something. And, 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 and I'll say it again. This is one of the reasons why I am so in love with my wife because she has such beautiful character. I love who she is. If I have to go out to dinner and I had to pick anybody to have dinner with, I pick my wife every single time because I love being with her because she has such a wonderful character. And then she's beautiful, but that's just benefit. That's just like, that's just icing on the cake. quality, character. and, And God is looking for people to pour out His anointing on them, but they have to have the proper character, because if they don't have the character, we have seen even recently what has happened when the character isn't there. They have the anointing, they have the gifting, but the character isn't there. And so God, He wants to Test to see if that character is. Now, do you know who is most silent? Now, I'm talking about tests like, you know, when you go to school, you take a test, right? You take a test. What is that test doing? That test is proving to see whether what you actually were taught, you actually learned. That's what that test is. And what happens if you test and, and you pass the test? What do you do? You graduate to a new level. Now, the difference between schooling here and schooling in God is you could stay in the first grade the rest of your life. God does not promote unless you are able to carry the test. Really, I mean, I, I grew up in, and honestly, they pushed me through. I, I didn't have the proper levels of reading and stuff. You know, by the time I was in sixth grade, I, I had they, take, they, they finally tested me. I had like a third grade reading level. While I was in sixth grade. Why? They just push you along. But not God. God doesn't do that. You'll just stay in first grade the rest of your life. And he's not, you know, he just keep rotating. You know, he go out the door and just come right back in. Learn the same lesson over again. He'll keep teaching you over and over and over. How many here have ever, like, went through a trial or a testing of God, didn't really learn the lesson, and only to find out, like, a year later they're in the same spot? Yeah? Huh? Come on. It happens all the time. That's what God does. So God is, is 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 testing us. Now you know who's the during a test in school when you're taking a test, who's the quietest person during the test? I heard, I read this the other day. I liked it. The teacher. Don't be surprised when you're going through a test when the teacher is quiet. They'll get too nervous when our teacher is quiet. When you're being tested, teachers in the room, teachers watching. He's quiet. Same thing with God. Same thing with God at times, at times. So let's look at this thing and let's look at this whole testing that, that, that Jesus went through because I think it's the same thing that we go through. Now, I want, you to, be cl- I want to be clear here that if you notice, and this is something that I, I saw that was kind of new to me uh, and I really liked it and, and now I've been like just meditating on it and that is this, that in every test of the tester, the devil, the evil one, when he's testing, he always attacks the identity. He starts out in every one of these statements. If you are the Son of God, he, will all, he, he attacks the identity. It's just, we just saw it last week in, 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 the, in, the, in the baptism. God gives Jesus his identity. You are the Son of God. You are a child of the Most High God. You are the we heard such an amazing reading from, 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 from David, you know, like you, we are children of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. This is who we are. And so what happens here is that the the, the evil one, the, the, the evil one, the tempter, the tester, he comes from the outside. Right? And what he's doing is he's searching for something inside that is like weak. Because once he finds what uh, is inside that is weak, what happens is then that thing starts getting stirred up and that weakness comes out of us. That's what sin is. So what happens is he comes up to Jesus and he says, if you are the son of God, the evil one, something from the outside comes up to you and says, if you are a child of God, and he's searching for that weak spot in you where there are lies, where there are things that, that, that den- like say to you that you are not a child of God. There was nothing in Christ that could be tempted. Why? Because He knew who He was. Know who you are. I'm forgiving. I'm, I'm, I'm not forsaken. I am a child of the Most High God. I am an overcomer. I am a, a priest. I am a king. See, you got to know who you are. Because that tester is going to come up and he's going to test those areas and he's going to probe for places where you have doubts and don't trust who God said you are. So the first uh, little temptation here or the first test that comes to Christ, uh, it says, it says... uh, What is it? He says, "If you are the Son of God, let these stones become bread." Now we know that Jesus was out for forty days and forty nights. Uh, uh, Yeah, he was out fasting, right? He was fasting all this time, so the dude was hungry. Come on, let's say it. We know he was hungry. You fast for forty days; you're hungry. So the first temptation is physical satisfaction. He's going after physical satisfaction. So not just maybe for us, not just hunger, but hunger for things. Hunger, you know, lustful things and and, and worldly things and things that we hunger for. Do you know know what a commercial, do you you know what the job of a commercial is? Some will say sell you things. Not really, Not, not, not really. The job of commercials is to stir up your appetite for more. That's what your job, a good ad will stir up your desire to want something. It's a good test, huh? And so what happens is that the tester comes up to you, the tempter comes up to you and says, Are you hungry? Are you hungry for this? Do you want this? Now, what's happening here with, with, with the tester, with, with the identity is what he's saying to Jesus is you don't have to be a son of God. You can act like an animal. You're hungry, you eat. Get it. You want it, get it. See, and Jesus is like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works here. I'm, I'm not like an animal. I don't just follow my lusts and, 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 and desires. That's not who I am. See the answer? That's not who I am. I live by what comes out of the mouth of God because that's who I am. This is what God is trying to get us to understand. We are the children of the Most High God. We're not animals. We shouldn't act like it. That's the first temptation. The second temptation or test, whichever way you want to call it, is emotional satisfaction. Emotional satisfaction. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down for it is written that, that, that I'll just say it this way, that God will take care of you. See, if you're the Son of God, then God has said, I love you and I will take care of you. So now, test that. Prove it out. See, this is what happens in our life. Jesus says, and God says, I love you. I completely love you. And then we're constantly testing that. We're constantly testing if God loves us. Well, he said it. And you know what? When God has, God, God has not only said he loved you, he said, look at my hands, look at my side. I loved you so much. I died for you. I died for you. I mean, how much more can I show you my love? I always say if, if, if God had to die 10 times, if Jesus had to die 10 times, to to get to you and to to bring you and to show you his love he would have died 10 times he didn't have to but he, he would have I believe that I believe that God would do what it took to make sure that not only he said he loved you but that he showed he loved you see God just said it to Jesus only 40 days earlier when he came up out of, the, out of the, 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 the baptism, it says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Now notice, he said that before Jesus ever did anything. Come on. My wife is a, is a practitioner. She's delivered many babies or helped deliver many, many babies. And, and she will be honest with you and she will tell you, not every baby is beautiful. Don't tell that to the parent. That baby, no matter what that baby looks like, that baby comes out, look at my child, the best thing that ever existed in life. Right? Baby, do anything yet? Nope. It's exactly how Jesus feels about you when you're born again. Completely pleased and in love with you so you don't have to do anything to gain that love and that's what we do a lot of times i did this guy so will you love me now he's like what are you talking about i already love you stop testing my love that's what he's actually Stop testing his love just trust his love just believe in his love just finally surrender to his love and receive his love amen This is where God's calling us. And so we don't have, you know what, in the Bible, there's only one place, at least I I think so, and those, any theologians can send me my correction if I'm wrong, but there's only one place in the Bible where God says, test me. The same kind of word here is here. He says, test me and prove me in this and see if I will not pour out a blessing so great from heaven you cannot handle it. He's talking about giving. So if you want to test God in something, test him in your giving. Because that's where he says test them everything else he's already said i've done it all receive accept believe we sang it over and over again trust let's not keep over and i'll I'll say it this way just and then i'll move on get over it get over yourself i'm I'm sorry i love you just like let's get mature let's become mature people in god you know, Carol and I have been married for 33 years. I don't test her love anymore. She's already proven her love. If I was, after, after 33 years, if I kept just wondering if Carol would love me and I kept doing, the, oh, you love, I mean, that's like not a mature relationship. She's been with me, faithful, putting up with me for 33 years. I know she loves me. I know she does. I know she gets irritable about me sometimes, but I know she loves me. And that's secure. There's no more discussion about that in our lives. In my mind, there's no more discussion. That's what we need to get to with God. We need to understand our identity, that we are fully loved by God. That's our identity. That's who we are. And then, finally, this third test he basically says he says he put him up onto a high mountain uh the, the the devil did and he showed him all the splendor and he said i'll give you all of this if you bow down and worship me the question is in your life in my life if we want that anointing from god if we want that fire of god poured out on us if we want to carry that torch if we want that full powerful anointing of god we have to decide who is on the throne. This is what it's coming down to. Who is on the throne? Uh, let me use this example. Uh, you got a child. Let's say you have a, a, a young child. You know, uh, how, uh, how old is she? Three, four? Oh, right in there, right? Three years old. Okay, I'm sure this has already happened to you. So, so. You know, she comes to, to We Win, and she comes to Wenard, and she says, uh, she says uh, and, and Wenard says, hey, Saturday, I'm going to take you to the park. I'm going to take you to the park. Ah, we're going to the park on Saturday. All excited, the promise of the Father. We got the promise. You know, and then Wenard finds out on Friday that, that, the, that the, because of the flooding, there's a lot of danger because uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, lizards or something came into the park, and it's, it's quite dangerous now. And so, you know, Wenard's like, we're not going to the park. You said we would go to the park, Dad! You said it! I can't believe it! You promised it and now you didn't do it! Who's trying to control who in this situation? The kid is trying to control the parent. That's what happens a lot of times in, in these relationships. The kid is trying to control the parent. That's why the kid starts crying to get something they want. They're trying to control the situation. Who's on the throne? God, you promised and you said you would take care of me and this time is the now, Is the time and you're not doing it. Who's trying to control who? Who's trying to control who? The funny part about it is everything that the tempter and the tester is offering Jesus, he will receive. Everything. Every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Everyone will, he will receive everything, the full inheritance, all of it. He will get it all. So the tempter isn't offering him anything. Not really. Because Jesus, knowing who he is and what he will receive, he's not tempted by something that he knows he will have in the end. The difference is he doesn't take the shortcut and there's where our problem is it's always in the shortcut we want the shortcut we don't want to wait we want it now we don't we don't we don't trust God that he knows what's best for us we want it now and we tell God what we want and we use his promises sometimes to tell him what he's supposed to give us as if he didn't know see how it works And God wants us to mature. Why? So we pass the test. Why? So we have the anointing of God, the power, the blessing of God coming on you because then you'll be set free from these tests of the world. And now you'll be free to possess the very thing that God wants you to possess. Does that make sense? It's it's, it's not that simple, but it's that simple. God wants you to have everything. We stop trying to get shortcuts. And, and 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 I'm still amazed. I come to Indonesia, and Indonesians love to take shortcuts in cars, and they're always longer than the way we should go in the first place. I never understood. But anyway, so so don't try to take the shortcut. Wait. Wait for it, as the Bible says. It will come. Wait for it. It will come to pass. Wait for it. When God gives it to you, it will be way better than when you take it earlier because you'll cut something off and you probably will cut the anointing off. And that's what God wants to give you. Amen? Um, I've got about another half hour worth of material, but I'm going to stop here. It seems like a good place. I really want us to be filled with the anointing of God. The difference between Jesus and us is we probably have failed at some of these tests. Jesus didn't fail. But the beautiful part is Jesus died to give us forgiveness so that we can be fresh and anew and start again and receive that anointing. Can I get an amen? So I'm going to pray a little prayer. Uh, I'm going to pray this prayer for the guys online. And, you know, they can, you guys can uh, just spend some time and you know because we're going to cut you off in a little bit because i don't like to go too long online uh so you know god bless you guys after this prayer you know have a wonderful day go after the anointing of god and then we're just gonna do a little just a little small thing here and then and then we're gonna go all right would you pray with me all together thank you i thank you lord that we don't have to be animals I thank you that we're so much higher than that we are human beings children of the Most High God forgiven you've given us a white robe hallelujah I believe in a, a golden sash Lord that has represented that you have made us your children and your kings and queens Lord, I so am thankful that we are loved. Lord, we can't do anything that would make you love us more and we can't do anything to make you love us less. You love us completely. This is who we are. This is our our identity, our relationship with you. I want you to do something with me just kind of like a little imaginary thing a little imaginary step thing I want you to just kind of like imagine that there's a, a, a in your mind a, 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 the chair of the king the throne the throne of God the king's throne what I want you to do is I want you to imagine that like yeah I, I don't know about you but you know I've sat in my father's chair shouldn't but I, I, I have I want you to get off that chair I want you to stand on the side of that chair and say Jesus have your throne in my life have your throne in my heart have your throne have your this is your place oh God I give you my heart I give you my mind I give you my soul I give you my body You are the king. I am the child. You are the king. I am the servant. You are the king. I am the inheritor. (laughs) Oh God, I inherit. I can't believe that. It's amazing. But Lord, I wait for it when you want to give it to me. Until then, I serve you, Lord. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Would you stand with me? We're just gonna, I'm gonna ask for a God.